Hello and welcome back. Ramayana, Episode 3, Background Stories, Part 1 In the previous episodes, I mentioned many saints and kings of ancient India. In this episode, I'll delve a bit deeper into some background. This episode is not part of Valmiki's Ramayana and has some fantastical tales and details. Go on, listen, Ram Ram. Let me start from the very beginning. The Trimurtis, the three deities or gods, are believed to create, sustain and destroy the worlds as we know them. Lord Brahma is the embodiment of creation. Vishnu sustains and preserves all that exists in the universe. Shiva is the destroyer and maintains balance. The central tenet of the spiritual belief system in ancient and present-day India is that all that is created exists for a purpose and is destroyed. All that is born will die. All that dies will be reborn. In the beginning, there was nothing, no thing, shunya, emptiness. Brahma, along with space, time and the universe, came to be from the primordial universe. Nothingness, shunya, is still the underlying fabric on which all creation comes into being. This emptiness is all-pervading in everything. It is believed, based on Vishnu Purana, an ancient text, that Brahma lives for 100 Brahma years. Each Brahma year has 360 Brahma days, the same number of days as degrees in a circle, Shunya. The time span of each Brahma day is called a Kalpa. Each Brahma night is another Kalpa. During the start of his day, Brahma creates the three worlds and the people to populate these worlds. You. The three worlds here are earth, heaven and the nether world. The people are Manasputra, children conceived by the power of Brahma's mind. It includes Devas, Asuras, Yakshas, Gandharvas, Apsaras, Rishis and the first man, Manu, the original ancestor of mankind. The Manu and the Saptarishis, the seven sages, populate the earth. The lifespan or era of Manu, the first ancestor of man, is called a Manavantara and is considered to be several thousand years long. There are 14 Manavantaras in each Kalpa or each daytime of Brahma. That is, 14 Manus come into being. Each Manavantara is further broken down into 71 Mahayugas. Each Mahayuga is made of four Yugas, Chatur Yuga. These are Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dwapar Yuga and Kali Yuga. During Brahma's night, a Kalpa time span, which is many billions of human years, there is Pralaya, complete dissolution and destruction. After the lifespan of Brahma, all is destroyed. There exists no thing, only shunya, emptiness. And then another Brahma is created in the beginning and the cycle continues. It is believed, based on Vishnu Purana, that we are in the 51st year of Brahma's life, in the 7th Manvantara, in the era of Vaivashvata Manu. 
this is apparently the 28th Mahayuga. And we are in the Kali Yuga, the last of the four Chaturyugas. The folklore is Dharma, loosely translated to mean rightful living, following one's duty, is embodied as a cow. This cow walks on four legs in Satya Yuga, the Yuga of Truth. In Satya Yuga, there is higher consciousness, harmony with nature, truth is foremost. There is well-maintained social order and spiritual elevation in all beings. The Sapta Rishis and Swayambhava Manu, the first man, lived in the Satya Yuga and populated the worlds with good people. In stories of Satya Yuga, gods interacting with mere mortals is commonplace. In Treta Yuga, there is a moral decline. Dharma walks on three legs. The good is offset with evil and sins. The moral degradation continues with man embracing sins and material pursuits. Rama lived in Treta Yuga. In stories of Treta Yuga, there are good powerful mortals who can still see and interact with the gods after intense penance, austerities and meditation. In the next Yuga, Dwapara Yuga, Dharma declines to two legs. There is injustice, evil and sin in fierce conflict with Dharma, righteous living. Where there is good, there is also evil in places and in people's hearts. Krishna lived in Dwapara Yuga. In stories from Mahabharata, gods walk amongst the mortals but are barely recognized. In Kali Yuga, Dharma is crippled. On its last leg, evil is rampant, injustice and moral degradation widespread. There is also good, a silver lining. The seers are few, but they exist. The existence of gods is more commonly doubted. Even in Kali Yuga, surrounded by sensory temptations, injustice and evil, people choose to do good, be good, fight for justice and renounce worldly desires. The other positive is the duration of the yugas are in the ratio of 4 to 3 to 2 1. That is, Satya Yuga is four times as long as the depraved Kali Yuga. The lifespan of people also decline with the yugas, from many thousands of years in Satya Yuga to about 100 years in Kali Yuga. Oh, lesser the suffering in Kali Yuga. The ancient rishis and sages in the Vedic hymns and texts consider time as infinite and, and that cosmic and common events were cyclical, like the creation of universe, dissolution and recreation. There is no beginning and end to time and this cycle. It flows like in a circle. Brahma created a great many sons by the power of his mind. His children thus born are called the Manasputra, literally children of might. These Manasputra, children of Brahma, are considered to be the progenitors, ancestors of the people that inhabited and ruled the world. They were blessed with great spiritual knowledge by Brahma. Brahma's children and their descendants are the great sages, saints, gods, goddesses, kings that are sacred. 
the Saptarishis literally translates to the seven sages. These seven rishis or wise men are ancestors of many clans of men and women, either by the power of creation manifested in them or through procreation. Swayambhuva Manu is the first Manu, the first man and king, Amanasputra, conceived by Brahma. Swayambhuva literally translates to self-created. The Saptarishis passed on their spiritual and practical knowledge that was revealed to them as Shruti, that which is heard, to all their disciples. All knowledge was passed down from teacher to disciple orally, by ear only. This is the Guru Sishya Parampara or tradition. For their knowledge and selfless efforts to promote deeper understanding and evolution of this knowledge, Gurus are revered as gods in the ancient scriptures and this tradition continues to today. The Saptarishis are the greatest gurus. The Vedas are a collection of their knowledge expressed in hymns, prose and commentaries. The Vedas are the foundation of the various religions, rituals and practices that originated in the Indian subcontinent. The origin, authorship and timeline of the Vedas is unknown and it is believed to exist from the beginning, transferred from Brahma and taught to generations of disciples. The Saptarishis, the seven saints, in the times of Rama and Treta Yuga, all make an appearance in the story of Rama, either directly or indirectly. These sacred sages are Maharishis, Atri, Kashyapa, Vasishta, Jamadgini, Gautama, Bharadwaja, and Vishwamitra. The Big Dipper constellation has been referred to as the Saptarishi Mandal, region of the Saptarishis, since ancient times. The stars in the constellation are named for the ancient Saptarishis. And to this day, people in India use Gotra or lineage of the various Saptarishis to mark their descendancy from these ancestors. There are many temples for these Saptarishis all across India as a show of tribute to their contributions to mankind. Sage Marichi was the mind-born son of Brahma and one of the ancient Saptarishis of a previous Manvantara. He conceived into existence Sage Kashyapa, a Saptarishi of this Manvantara and Mahayuga. Daksha is another Manasputra of Brahma. Prasuti, the daughter of Swayambhuva Manu, the first man, and Satarupa, the first woman, married Daksha. Daksha and Prasuti had many daughters, including Sati, an incarnation of Devi Parvati, who married Shiva. The 60 plus illustrious and wise daughters of Daksha accomplished married men, gods, and Saptarishis to extend their lineage, produced dynasties and tribes that ruled and inhabited the land. Thirteen daughters of Daksha, considered to be manifestations of good attributes and values, are consorts of Dharma, the god of justice. Daksha's twenty-seven daughters married to the moon, Chandra, are manifested 
as the 27 stars that are to this day used to mark the days in the lunar calendar and Indian astrology. Sage Khashepa married many daughters of Daksha. He is revered and considered to be the forefather of all people that inhabited the world in this Manvantara. The two Itihasas or historic epics, Ramayana and Mahabharata, are about the kings of dynasties that were his direct descendants. Present-day Kashmir in northwestern India and the foothills of Himalayas and Hindukush mountains, a heavenly land of lakes and mountains, is named after sage Kashyapa. It is most likely derived from Kashyapamir or Kashyapa's lakes or Kashyapameru, meaning mountains of Kashyapa, Kashmir. Sage Kashyapa's son, Vaivashvatamanu, is the ancestor of many lineages. It is claimed in Puranas or ancient stories that, quote, in Manu's race have been born all human beings who have therefore been called Manavas, end quote. Manushya, the Sanskrit word for man, means coming from Manu. Manushya is still the word in used to mean people in most Indian languages. Manu developed the codes of living called Manusmriti. In addition to prescribing administrative rules and laws that guide righteous living and social order, Manusmriti promoted dharmic living in harmony with nature, holding fire and water sacred, and promoted peace between the different people and tribes of his times. Ishwaku is the son of this Manu and founded the solar dynasty in reverence to sun god Surya. In Ishwaku's line came Harichandra, a king whose adherence to his word and truth, Satya, led him to give away his kingdom, wife and child. Harichandra's story and his terrible sacrifices in the path of truth, Satya, are still celebrated in India. The Legends about Harichandra's son Rohita are also narrated in the ancient Puranas to illustrate the strife between gods and how absolute surrender to the higher power, Saranagati, brings about solutions and relief. The stories of Ishwaku kings and the Raghuvamshis are narrated as part of Ramayana. Prince Rama was born to Dasharatha as an incarnation of Lord Vishnu. The gods, the devas, went to Trimurti, Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva, concerned about the influence of evil and increase in violence against the good people in Treta Yuga. Lord Vishnu incarnated as Rama to destroy demons and powerful persons that stopped the rituals and sacrifices to the gods. In Valmiki Ramayana, Maharishi Valmiki talks of Rama as an ideal man, a good prince, a king of great conduct not a god of immense powers. Before we end this episode, a quick aside. The cosmic, astronomical calendars and origin stories are mainly described in Vishnu Purana and Bhagavata Purana. There is indeed a disconnect in these cosmic and man's creation stories when weighed against scientific facts available today. For example, each kalpa or daytime of Brahma is approximately 4.32 billion human years. 
we've now discovered based on archaeological evidence the earliest hominids ancestors of humans only lived about 6 million years ago what is exciting though and connects us all is that these ancient people too observed and studied the position of stars and planets the phenomenal aspects of nature around them including the human condition they left behind verses and prose documenting their observations and conclusions and these enchanting stories of people their ordeals defeats and victories these stories bring us uplifting wisdom and spiritual lessons to lessen our suffering improve our lives and communities it is remarkable that these stories upholding the virtues of satya and dharma truth and duty have survived and are celebrated across many thousands of years and are still relevant now as it has been through all these ages in the earlier episodes we saw how sage narada a manasputra of brahma son of brahma is a great devotee of narayana or lord vishnu and wanders between heaven and earth singing his praises sage narada the immortal tells the story of rama to maharishi valmiki when the saint wonders if there can exist a uttama purusha supreme man who is well versed in all knowledge noble self restraint gifted with good conduct free from lust greed anger and envy feared by all for his skills as a warrior yet compassionate handsome righteous considerate of well-being of all and truthful a satyavadi after confirming that such mortals can exist narada shared the story of rama a prince and a man knowing his message about rama would persist across ages with his father brahma's blessing narada takes leave of valmiki and departs the earth with that i will take leave and say bye for now looking forward to returning to the stories from ramayana in the next episode the next episode will be about the four princes and the maharishis vasishta and vishwamitra until then may the best be with you ram ram <laughs>